0: Here we go. Back with a little pro tip. Hey. That's a fun way to come pro back tip. in. Pro tip. Yeah, we're pro tip. Um, and this is uh, Alex Remes. It's uh, everybody doing? It, it's, he's auditioning as a uh, temporary co-host. Um, how does it feel?
1: Auditioning
0: auditioning you're really doing it i might just replace jeremy yeah 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 that's the
1: thing you think i'm a guest but i'm kind of like the panel yeah
2: kind of like i feel like boosie's you know. interviewing us yeah no this is a, <laughs> no
0: it's true i think Which that's is great, actually I have a lot to talk about <laughs> um okay so how did you get the boosie name okay it's fucking first of all this is this is this is do you go by your also real name or yeah. should i not so expose in that in the state of
1: california i am known as boozy
0: really yes Please. okay Legally, um, no, Le- not legal. No, because we've had <laughs> Yo, you should, you we've should. had like legal things, things. Like yeah. David was on last week, and his name is David Weeks NYC officially. Okay, I missed that. So, he, he
2: changed his name to David Weeks NYC.
0: Yes, it's a legal thing. Yeah, legally. Yeah. So That's the funny.
1: whole the whole free J Boozy thing is kind of funny. My uh, good friend and um, one of the owners of Round Two, Chris Russo. We used to live in an apartment, uh, a little house together. Out in the cut in Randolph, this neighborhood in Richmond, Virginia, and um, we were listening to a lot of little Boo- little Boozy at the time. Cool. And but Little Boozy was locked up, and so it was the whole thing that like Chris would always say, "Yo, this dude looks exactly like you," and i would be like, "Dude, yeah, you're fucking right, great Chris." Like another dumb fucking joke. I gotta look up a picture of him, and it's like literally. Wow. Like. And uh, I was like, "Great, great." Yeah. <laughs> and he just kept pushing the joke that I accepted it, and then it became Jay Boozy instead of just calling me Lil Boozy. And then it was like, you know, you got a free little boozy. So like free
2: You don't boozy, look like little boozy like, at all.
1: You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so like
0: we'll do, we'll put a picture for you so you guys can get, decide for yourselves. Maybe a small poll on yeah. Twitter.
1: And that was the sort of thing, it's just like, you know, Free J Boozy just kinda stuck. And then when you kinda so I'm like from Virginia, right? Mm-hmm. And my name is Justin Esposito. Yeah. And um, you know, you move out here and a lot of people like see you on like the internet more than they see you in person so they kind of like build an identity around like what your fucking handle is and my handle happens to be Free J Boozy, so people short, short that to Boozy and it kind of sticks and like so now it's you I like it yeah now so, it's me it's you yeah, it fits. Yeah, yeah I've always been a nickname guy too so you moved like, to did LA did you have a nickname name... before Boozy yeah what was that um fuck there's so many uh Barry Barry, yeah, okay. we, won't,
2: we won't go history on each one.
1: <laughs> but like, Wait, no. how do we get
0: Barry, dude?
1: I guess we will. It's just history. like we're
0: totally going. I don't even
1: know. It's kind of like you know, when you're like really stoned in, with your friends, and uh, never college, done that,
0: never, done. Can't you like, you like, <laughs> yeah,
1: can't relate. you kind like, of like form your own language and your own inside jokes, it's just like carries from that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Also, some mean kids back in the day in, like...
0: Hey, boo, mean kids. If you're mean, nah, stop it's not, watching. It's cool, it's cool. Steven Jones. Oh, no, we, we like we him now? We ended up being homies in the end. But why case, was he so. mean at first?
1: I don't know, because I was a new kid at the bus stop, mm-hmm. and they used to try to call me, like, obvi- I'm not, like, Hispanic or Latino. I'm, like, black and Native American and Italian. Whoa, crazy mix. they used to call mix. me fucking Cheesy Gordita Crunch, and so then I fucking smacked this dude. <laughs> <That's> fucking <laughs> I fucking cheesy smacked gordita. this dude oh, in the I face. Yeah. I fucking smacked him in front of these chicks in the back of the bus, and I was like, you gonna do something, man? And he was like, Did yeah. you go for, like, a slap, smack, or?" No, it was definitely like a... Like what's a, what's like a definition a, of a smack? It's like more disrespectful than punching somebody, honestly. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's like, stop yeah. that. Stop like, that. It's, <laughs> like, it's <laughs> like, let me just stop, stop, you. stop you that. Right. Stop. sit you down real quick. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, now that we're all knowledgeable about your name, um, <laughs> that's good. Uh, so, uh, 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 so... You were part of the whole round two situation. You mm-hmm. also do you still work there? Yeah, good. Sure. Okay, so tell tell me about round two, and for people who maybe don't know who, what round okay. two is. So let's 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 break it down. So
1: round two is a buy, trade, and sell modern and vintage streetwear store. Um, and so if you look at it on paper, it just looks like a used clothing store. Buffalo Exchange, Crossroads, Wasteland, like similar things we kind of know. And um, but the interesting thing is, is we've kind of documented the growth. With the personalities and the store through like a like a you know self produced youtube series mm. and so like you can kind of follow this story, which also has like a lot of cultural relevance with what's popular in fashion and in street culture right now, so it's like kind of like pawn stars meets like Chilling with your homies, like
0: meets nicknames,
1: meets, meets like nicknames. Nice. And so, it's the sort of thing where like round two started in 2013. I was living with this dude named Christopher Russo in this apartment, and uh, we had this other homie, Sean Witherspoon, who was uh, working at this store called Rumors at the time. Rumors was a buy, trade, and sell store, but it was like five dollar t shirts. You could get like uh, you know, you could get like shit, like you could find a supreme in the t shirt in there for ten dollars because the buyers didn't really understand like the whole value and resale market. And so Sean was there, and he was, like, really good at his job. I'd fucking pull up, and he would have, like, a little rack of T-shirts, like, tucked in the back that was all, like, crazy button-ups and shit, because I've always been into, like, you know, stuff like that. And so even from day one, he was, like, already curating shit. And so... He was always buying shit from rumors, like with his employee discount, and then reselling it with, with Chris. Wow. And him and Chris had like trash bags and trash bags of clothing and shoes that they would just go and thrift and thrift. And I was like, yeah, what the fuck are And where guys, were they dude? selling this out of? eBay. They were just eBay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they just had like shit, Craigslist. how to close their house? So back before a lot of, even still, a lot of market values for clothing and stuff like that are based off of what's happening on Craigslist you know what I mean so there's like a lot of Craigslist meetups and shit yeah. and so they were doing that for a while then we went to a U, or they went to a U-Haul storage unit and um I was still living with Chris I was like yo y'all are wildin'. and so they were doing appointment only like storage unit shit but even sorry take a step back Sean used to when he was reselling all that shit, he used to have his closet set up like a little store, and he would call it the world's smallest boutique. And you'd open it up, and it was like a whole fucking like little vibe, like shit taped and to w- the Wait, walls, tell like, me again what year this was? Where, where was this? Is to the 2012 in, Richmond Virginia. in Richmond, Richmond, Virginia. Richmond, okay. cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. And um, so, world's smallest boutique was fucking fire. And then they kind of took that concept and put it in a U-Haul storage unit where you could shop by appointment only. So that was the fucking spot. That's
2: sick. That was and, the spot. and were you? In- at this point or no, you, those were just like your no. homies and you were like homies. buying clothes with them I was
1: in school still like Chris got so busy with all the shit that he dropped out and I was just like what school? Uh, we all went to Virginia Commonwealth University oh like, okay. VCU
0: um, um, they had a cool basketball run at some time.
1: At some time. At then, was it only years, once bro, or years. was it yeah, yeah, yeah. twice? Cause Shaka's smart. Yeah. He left to happened, UT. He left to crazy. UT. Yeah. I'll never forget. I almost got my <laughs> head run over by a car the day we got to the final. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Traffic was crazy. And I like, dude, March Madness sle- is yeah, crazy. Yeah, March, March Madness is crazy. madness. It's well so named. I'll like never forget that. But, um, but yeah. And so the U-Haul storage unit was by appointment only. And then they kind of got, it kind of got like popping. You I know, mean, they had some shit in there. Mm-hmm. And, um, May I mind you, like store, starting a storefront in Richmond, Virginia, a, a nice storefront would a nice one would be like a thousand dollars a month. You know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. already we're in like a completely different like economic, like, you know, yeah. like a completely economic like commu- different mm-hmm. economic community. Mm-hmm. And Richmond's very fucking cheap, and so you could live like a king like fucking burgers, so to say. Wow! Yeah, because I mean, yeah, like we were, our rent was like three hundred fifty dollars. About to move gone, out like, there, this shit's too That's, hard. that's yeah. a pro
0: tip: pack up and leave. Like, go, up to and go to Richmond and start a and U-Haul <laughs> company. <flip> burgers, <laughs> right? Drive U-Haul. It's like what? <laughs> <laughs> that's totally
1: missed the point. Uh, so, um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So the storefront got started. Uh, they brought on another dude, Luke Fraser, who just put up some bread to help get the deposit down on the store. And the original like inventory around to was started off of uh, personal collections, thrifted clothing, and like. Pff- Maybe maybe twenty pairs of shoes like day one maybe
0: wow yeah, yeah. and then it just kept growing and so it kept growing and growing how did and it grow
1: of sudden, word of mouth man so like Richmond is and it was like,
0: happening pretty quick like it was happening oh. you know what really set it
1: off is Chris or Sean was doing this thing called the thirty day Sean's thirty day kick challenge which extended to like a fucking year so he wore a different pair of shoes every single day. And posted it on his on his IG. We're talking shoes, not kicks, guys, not karate. So every yeah. different pair every day he have a different pair of shoes. And so Sean got really popping on IG kinda early. You know what I mean? And um so the store grew from like people experiencing like fucking sneaker and clothing culture through his Instagram. And so that really what that's really what made the store uh, pop from like an out of town perspective but richmond is like you know you're in the fucking streets when you're out there so like the store is the original round two is like half a mile from like one of the craziest projects in richmond really yeah so like it's very like popping you know what I'm interesting fucking absurd, absurd, absurd richmond's shit. small richmond's small with a big college okay yeah it's a poor city with a big university like most colleges would ever what team
0: is in. the spiders uh, Richmond. Richmond spiders. So spiders. I like, that's like a, <laughs> I don't know, guys. I, I don't Dickie know. What? Like it, a, did. He.
1: It's a really like conservative, uh, like small university outside
0: of Richmond. I just want to point next. out, Josh thought that was impressive. Uh, yeah. so maybe <laughs> well, one of like you like would. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I don't even know that's how like I the know only that. Thing, I don't know, like crazy, like Republicans, <laughs> Republicans
1: and little Dicky. Like, like.
0: This <laughs> like is all. Mars this is great. These are all fun facts.
1: And yeah, so the story just like really, really popped off, and then. You know, the first, this dude, Itai, who makes custom sneakers in Los Angeles, he uh, kind of like met Chris and Sean and Luke on the internet because our homie Jermaine Edwards, who owns Upmost, was living in Los Angeles. He's a father that lives out here. So, already at an early stage, there was like, This idea of like dudes from Richmond like went to LA to chill type thing, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So the like the perception of LA was like already a possibility, and so Jermaine introduced us to Itai, and Itai is super plugged in like the entire sneaker scene and like just kind of like the clothing culture thing. You know, he knows how to fucking do everything from like backdoor shit of Supreme to like fucking like makes like custom sneakers and shit like that. You know what I mean? Uh, Real quick though, at this what what point? At what point did you start working at Round Two? So I was at this point I was working with them, so I started working with Round Two. On a website shift. I had some part-time website shifts in 2013. Because the
0: website's pretty poppin' too, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what's the website shift, though? What was that day like? (laughs) You know? You wake up at 10. uh, So you had the
1: oil rig at your desk. You would just get a bunch of fucking product. You would get um, a price on the product. You'd make an ID, picture the shit. Oh, it has a fucking stain. Like, uh, you know, like cracked button or great condition. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, previously owned, lightly worn, like, whatever the fuck. So you just go through clothing and clothing and clothing. Would and you lie
0: just... if something was actually heavily worn but looks lightly worn? I guess it only matters nah, what it looks be, like. You gotta be honest. Okay, so, so if it smells like a, like a backwood, then you say, like, maybe that goes damage. for more, actually. Like, smoke damage. Right. <laughs> you <know It's> so- <laughs> smoke. <laughs> <laughs> smoke damage. you I'm just gonna
2: put like, cracked button smells like blunt. Yeah. And so, um,
1: yeah, Chris was, like, basically the homie and, like, gave me a shift on the website and my style was completely
0: different at this point what coming, do you yeah what were you wearing before all of this
1: uh like always like vintage shit but like made basically like crazy floral button-ups crazy western patterns what and you
2: still do some of that
0: yeah what, you what i
1: always stay true to like my roots and fucking punk rock of course is like one of the pillars of like everything i surround is like punk rock so like even today i'll be like you know, what I got now? Like some random fucking CDG shoes and a Void t shirt that was $20 and Noah pants. You know what I mean? So I try to touch like all the bases. So like Noah. So you're not going
0: like, to be able to see his pants, but I did. Um, well, but but Noah's like, you know, a New York
1: streetwear brand that like, you know, one of the dudes from fucking Supreme uh, went and started that and like really focuses on like quality. And like, I think they have like a whole thing about like. Uh,
0: <clears throat> like, it's called noah pants
1: noah noah clothing okay no cl-
0: so that's like like supreme pretty much supreme
1: um i mean in a way it's like supreme kind of started this idea of what streetwear is and now it's kind of a way where like we're getting away from graphics we're kind of going back to materials back to different cuts back to referencing certain styles and kind of like creating like newer silhouettes with like a or like older silhouettes with like a modern twist I'd Very say that's where we are right now. Very it's interesting. Um, and
0: what, what makes that necessary? Is it just someone smoking a lot of weed and they're just like, yeah, let's do it's materials?
1: I don't know. I think cycle, you know, fashion always goes in cycle. Mm-hmm. You know, always like. But, goes but someone, trends. I
0: guess, must be the one to say, let's go here now. Well, it's just a feeling like I don't anything know if else. It's like Who knows? I
1: don't know if anybody's really sitting there consciously thinking, like, we're going here now. I think it's more so just like the true creative is never really like. Um, It's not like they're not conscious of their shit, but it's more of an extension of them. It's not like a conscious decision. That's, like, the way they are. I mean, but streetwear
2: now is, like, it's bigger than it's ever... Like, streetwear culture Mm -hmm. is bigger than it's ever been. Like, why do you think that is?
1: um, I think for a couple reasons. I think it's because, well, there's a couple reasons. I think that when you talk about streetwear, there's different, like there's even different sections of it. You know what I mean? So there's like Ian Connors influence in streetwear and how he worked with Wiz Khalifa and like Wiz Khalifa was one of the first rappers like that really had a different style. If you think Mm. about like the way rappers dressed until Wiz Khalifa like, so he was really like the first skinny jeans. He's like he's kind of like the first skinny jeans. Face but, tats. But that was really Ian Connor. That was really Ian Connor. Oh, yeah, you know right. I mean? which was really Travis Barker. You know Whoa, what i Whoa, really like, Travis <laughs> Barker. No, it no. all goes
0: back to punk rock. It all
1: goes back to yeah. punk. Rock so yeah. like, so there's like Ian Connor's influence in the work he did, and like even like the shit he would do with Kanye, and like the shit he did with Rocky, and then like ASAP Rocky kind of like you know revitalized guests like but Rocky's doing this shit where not only is he wearing like fucking vintage tees from round two like a random U2 tee that he fucks with but like you know he's wearing like Dior and like doing like Dior campaigns so like already there's like this bridge gap between like the like highest end of like designer and like digging in fucking bins for t-shirts that you buy by the sense and then resell it to somebody that's willing to pay 140 200 400 for a t-shirt you know what i mean so it's like pretty interesting that like fashion is like on a scale where it's like every level is represented in streetwear wow I feel like. that's you powerful I mean? that's really, that's really dope. cool you know yeah. what i mean because like yeah even me like fucking mixing different eras and different like literal materials and designers you ever together, look at like, one
0: of your outfits and you're like whoa look at my you know look at what i'm doing well i mean you know, you know like, and like your house like it's to yeah, you yeah, yeah, but you're like just you. like whoa like if someone really knew you see that's
1: the thing it's like a, it's important to balance uh being on the tr- being on trend and balance like you're the true extension of your personality mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm.
0: so like so what what about punk rock where where does that come from you just grew up on that or you, <laughs> so, you yeah, can't really explain that uh, either no nah,
1: i totally can man cool. i think one of the things is like like me and a lot of other people i grew up in like kind of a suburb you know what i mean where like malls were like the main source of culture and you like, were a you mall know, rat yeah for sure mall hot rat. topic and this or? is also yeah that's what i'm getting to so this also preceded my space you know what i mean so like so like the development of social media like makes shit more accessible but when I was growing up not that much shit was Back accessible. in the 60s, guys. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, But like we're even it's back. crazy how even like being in high school in like 2006 compared to like starting high school in 2010 how fucking vastly different right. it was in terms of like things being accessible. Mm-hmm. And um, But yeah, Punk Rock was one of those things where like I'd go to Hot Topic I'd fucking see these dudes chilling at like the Ice House on the weekends and fucking like uh, you know, be like really like oh shit like sick, blah, blah blah. So I'd go to the staff picks and like see what records people were listening to. Like ask the chick, like, oh yo, like I'm really trying to like listen to this shit. She helps me with the CD. You yeah. look at the liner notes of the CD. You Google the band. You find out the la- the band the label was signed to. Then oh, this label sells their merch on this random fucking website from Germany. Let me try to order a T-shirt. Oh shit, the T-shirt never came in. Yo, let me fill out a mail order to a label <laughs> to try to get some shirts. You know what I mean? Like wow. this is what like how it used to be. And so like just kind of searching for like things you really liked and always playing in bands and always being involved in like a punk rock culture you kind of realize like one how freeing that is is, two like how self-expression how self-expressive it is Mm -hmm. because everybody makes their own shit so all this shit that like all these rappers and stuff are like not even like to classify it as like just rappers, but this whole idea of just like, I'm gonna take this leather jacket and rework it and like sew a patch on it and like sc- distress it and like call it high fashion. It's like, bro, me and my friends were doing that when I was fucking 12. Before <laughs> teen And punk was rock my bands age. were doing that shit yeah, that. Yeah, way before that. Way before that. So it's like, again, things always cycle and mm-hmm. trends always like recycle. I'm
0: letting someone in the studio one second. Yeah.
1: So keep going. Keep going. Yeah, yeah for That's sure. And then, <coughs> so back to round two. <laughs> Um, the store really, really blew up in probably like a year and a half. And then the idea with Itai, like kind of opening up the floodgates to the store being a pop possibility in Los Angeles like you know became a reality and so Sean went to LA to check it out himself because Chris had been Chris and Luke had been they loved it now Sean needed to go and Sean I remember he got there he was there for like fucking eight hours and then he calls Chris and he's just like dude we're fucking moving here like blah 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 like this is gonna happen like da 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 like all this shit comes back home like immediately starts packing so Chris and Sean then pack up all of this shit and like probably And, and the location
2: you're at now is the original location
1: in LA or Virginia in LA yeah okay. so it's been the first and only location 7320 Melrose Avenue pull up shout on out them. pull up places. on them
0: and then um it's a healthy place to pull up
1: so it was a sort of thing where I had like the store was really popping I like left town for a bit in 2014 came back ended up on like a technicality fucking managing the website so I got like a promotion and um One of my homies (laughs) fucking got a DY and it was like gone for 15 days. Like, oh my god. So I just like got it. You said
2: you swooped on his job. Well, like, dude, honestly, like. (laughs) When he came back out, was he like, yo, am I still the manager? And you
1: were like, "Like, nah. Nah. So that whole thing. And then he eventually like got his shit back.
2: That's what I'm going to do with this podcast when Jeremy gets arrested.
0: (laughs) You're going to take it from me? Yeah, yeah. you're going to come
2: back and I'm going to be like, sorry, bro. I've been
0: threatened before. So I'm used to it. I'm used to it. But please do if I get arrested. Actually, get me out of jail too, though, definitely.
2: (laughs) After after I've cemented my presence on the podcast. Okay. No,
0: no, that's, that's, <laughs> fair. Yeah. that's fair. We'll get up about this after. Yeah, 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 definitely. We'll, this we'll is sort of it. an off-camera thing. <laughs> off the radar. Um, I just want to take a second to shout out Nomad Wine. Um, you don't sponsor me yet. But you will. Cool, right? <laughs> but like, I, I, <laughs> but yeah. you will. Shout out Arrowhead, too. Anyone with a lot of money in as a company, I shout you out. How do you say this shit?
1: La Le- Le-
0: Le- Croix. La Le- hey. Le- Croix. Le- croix. Le- croix. Sometimes people don't even go with the C. They just stop.
1: One of my French homies is staying with me. You yeah, should ask him.
0: Should we do a phone a friend?
2: Should should ask him if they even have this there. Should we they get him in here? Like we'll oh, wait. Don't. We'll
0: keep it rolling. <laughs> we'll keep it rolling for an hour and a half until he gets here, just for the answer to that. Uh out LaCroix. Uh, I thought it was LaCroix. LaCroix. Whatever. I don't know. LaCroix. Any anyway. different pronunciations of how to say it? La La-croix. La-croix. <laughs> LaCroix. Yeah. So La-croix. When,
2: when you're managing the website, you're managing that from Virginia still. Mm-hmm. So you're still out there. Yeah, yeah. At what point
1: do you come out here? So Chris and Sean literally they low key like packed. Moved my. Head. They, uh, <laughs> they low key <laughs> packed up the, their like an inventory open, overnight. I'd say you know they dipped out to fucking two u U-Hauls full of shit out to fucking L.A. And basically, before they left, they had a meeting with everybody, and just like, yo, whoever wants to pull up to LA, like, will pay for your security deposit, your first month's rent, and you can have hours. So, like, let me know who wants to come. And I was just like, no what brainer, no, f- no fucking brainer. People I lived like, in Virginia for a minute. That's yeah. a no brainer. Like people, and some people were like, oh no, nah. like, I'm like, all right, guys, you, you know, and uh, but it's all love, of course. You know what I mean? Those homies come out here, and then we always have a blast. But yeah, so like we dipped out, and uh, the original staff was just like we were running that store with like five fucking people, like working five days a week. It was like out of hand. And ha- how house. quickly was the was the LA store successful? Um, I'd say there was this one summer day where we were like, "Yo, this shit is out of hand." There was a one day in particular. It was before we had a doorman. Like, dude, I've never. Oh, been now you've in life. now you have a doorman. Well, like on weekends because okay. there's like a line down the. No, back
0: no, it's of good. Street, it's good. I mean? yeah. So
1: like there was like kids running out with shit, like stealing. You know what I mean? Because like. Teenagers in LA are whiling. Like, shout out to the teens. Yeah. They're really living. It's crazy, bro. Yeah. When I'm
2: in the store, there's some like young ass kids in there like <laughs> yeah, dropping like, bands. Like, and I'm
1: like, yo, what is happening? Like, kids <laughs> that have like more cash on them than I. I'm like, damn, would. I can't like, afford that. Like, some like little twelve
2: year olds. Do you PCs take credit cards or it on cash yeah, on there? It. It's credit. And cash.
0: Oh, okay, it's like cool. Okay, I wasn't sure yeah. if like kids were rolling up with the stacks of hundreds. You know, well, just they, kids
1: just like rolling up with stacks of hundreds. Right, right, right. But it's
0: their phone now you know (laughs) they talk to people on it it doesn't work guys don't do that there's no service but um yeah the
1: summer really
0: like I think LA it wasn't
1: like anything like it was dead but it was the first thing to come through LA I think in a few years that was different like really stood alone and um, Fairfax was kind of dying out. You know what I mean? The, like, a lot of those businesses are now... The like,
0: Jews were leaving. The delis, the <laughs> few stay, but... Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, yeah, you
1: just know, a lot of, like, storefronts go in and out there. All this kind of shit. And Melrose just kind of got revitalized and boosted. And, like, the summer on Melrose, the first summer the store was open was, like, popping. Really, really cracking. And it was cool. Because it, like, kind of, like, gave energy to, like, a certain community again. And I think that's why it was so successful. It was, like, the right time for something new to come. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who who knows if it would have worked if we came any later than that summer? Who knows if it would have worked if we came any earlier? I feel like it was just, like, kind of a right time, right place thing. And, um, you know, there was, like, a few dudes that started to hop on the store. And, of course, since we had a YouTube series and there's a literal – there's Graham, my homie, is like, literally standing in the store with
0: his camera – when did like, the YouTube series start? It was from the Virginia. beginning? Kind so, of
1: from the beginning. I'd not like, U-Haul
0: beginning, though. Not U-Haul Too beginning. bad. I really want to see what that U-Haul looks not, like. Not.
1: There's a picture. It's tough to dig up, but there's a picture. There, um,
0: where uh, man, Guys, find the picture. Yeah, Go for it. You can try. Good luck. Uh, but Good yeah, luck.
1: so this entire, and again, that's another reason the store is so popular, is because, like I said, this entire p- process of the store like being like a cultural influence or whatever you want to call it, like, is documented. You know what I mean? So, there's a scene on that show where my homie Tone is like, he was the first one to move out. And I had made the decision shortly before that that I was going to move out there. And then Tone's like about to hop on his flight and he like comes by Utmost. And I'm sitting there and he's like, yo, I'll like see you soon. And, but I was like living in Virginia. That wasn't like some scripted shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's just like what ended up happening. So, it was cool for me too to like look back on that shit and be like, oh, <laughs> yo, that <laughs> was like, oh, no, that's fucking yeah, dope. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, Josh, how much time do we have left in this? this? Four minutes, wow, he's he, man, he's on. Holy shit.
1: <laughs> and so, um, but yeah, I guess just like fast Beautiful. forward a little bit that Beautiful. the store like, oh, sorry. the store really blew up. It opened up a lot of op- other opportunities. You know, some dudes like a lot of influencers and stuff came up into the store, got on the YouTube series. <laughs> like, yeah, you know. I was about to ask you about that. Do you
2: think being in L.A.
1: Uh, has kind of, well, I mean, it's kind of an
2: obvious question, but how has like the celebrity presence in L.A.? like added to I added think. to like like help helped cement round two yeah. into the culture
1: I think that's probably a combination of physically being in the streets being at places where like other like minded people are at whether it's a party whether it's a show whether it's just like a kickback being involved in the community like actually on like a street level and then fucking the celebrity endorsement of course like a fucking kid from another state can go in you mean a kid from another state can go into round two and like his favorite rapper will be shopping there hell yeah just like that idea alone is something that drives a lot but you know it's about like forming those relationships and certain dudes wouldn't fuck with the store if they didn't like us yeah yeah so again it's like a very organic thing where like we've like Made relationships and like personal connections with people that are influencers. Then once you kind of break that barrier of like, oh, this influencer is this untouch- like this untouchable thing, or you know, you can also like stand by that person and be on the same level as that person. So I think the celebrity endorsement really, really helped it, and also it being on YouTube, of course, and like being documented. Yeah, man, Just, kids went yeah, crazy yeah. when when Yachty was on the the YouTube show. Dude, the thumbnail's sick. It's Shout like, out YouTube. Ass, like was nuts, with, like yeah. fucking. Like, $5,000, like, in his face. Like, yeah. Like,
0: YouTube. All right, we're going to yeah, take yeah. a little break. Um, we're going to stop at YouTube. Thank you, YouTube. Without YouTube, without YouTube, we wouldn't be able to do this. So uh, we're going to come back soon. But we're going to drink some more canned wine. See you soon. Okay, we're back. Uh, lots of stuff occurred in the break, which you can't see. Um, and we're traumatized. But we're going to keep going. Traumatized. Uh, Wow, 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 wow. They're all gonna think something crazy happened. I feel good about that. I never know. Anyway, we're back. They're probably not too worried about us. <laughs> They're not worried about us. I thought they care I thought they care about us. They don't they don't care. Okay, if nobody cares. It's fine. We'll we'll get over it. <laughs> okay. Where where do we Where <laughs> They're do really worried. Where we leave where do we leave off? We were uh we, we left off uh, talking about celebrity influence, and we're going to move. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait. influence. It, it's a yeah. thing.
1: So there's a couple key dudes started shopping around, too. Really made it pop off, I'd say. Should we
0: name drop? I mean, like. Can we? we can. can we name drop? We're going to name drop.
1: I guess the people that stand out in my mind is EJ, Chris Brown, stylist. Okay. This man gets fits for this dude. You know what I mean? So. Shout out um, EJ. You know, because it's like different tiers of like celebrity status, but like Chris Brown was like on the View and a round two hat type shit. Yeah. Wow, yeah, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Hell man. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so he comes to mind. Ian Connor comes to mind because Ian Connor also was like that gap between like a lot of dudes hanging out when they come to L.A. Oh yeah, let's go shopping. Like brought he brought the Migos in. You know what I mean? Wow, all that sort of stuff. How? how then, when
0: did they come in? Been, Was that early? Yeah, early on. Early Miga. Do you Sorry. feel
2: like people try to undermine his influence? I uh, feel like they kind of do online. Or, yes. Or is, or is
1: it pretty generally respected? I don't think it's very well perceived by some people. I think there's like a lot of beefs that occur between individuals that are in a similar industry. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you know, of course he's had like a slew of allegations against him. You know, and of course right. he's like maybe one way or another, but, um, I'm talking about like style and like fashion. I'm right. not talking about like personal life shit, no. but, um, yeah, I'd say he is definitely one of the reasons the shit popped off. And then also another person that comes to mind, ironically is ASAP Bari and, um, yeah, Bari, all those dudes. Does are, he like,
0: have a tat- tattoo on his head? Yeah, these tats are yeah, fucking sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw him. He's I was like, the Oh the my velo god, velo god velo is that a That is intense. Velo neck tat. Yeah, ah, yeah. His, Where his, his are you are sick. you about
2: to get the round two neck tat? Or <laughs> the, 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 yeah. the free I thought Jay, we were all going to get Boosie. Pro yeah. Tip.
1: Uh, neck tats tip, for no, this no, you, yeah. need, you need no nah, right honestly I'd want the pro tip as the jaw tat right That's right right, right, right. No, jaw,
0: or jaw tat's go the next thing this. what's the next thing like what should I we I know man I don't
1: even know jaw tat t- tip of the nose Like tip of the, the nose mug, tat like, no. Like, no.
0: no get a tip of the nose tat somebody see see if it works um, for you see if you create a trend fi- I could probably fit a whole word <laughs> on your nose? Is that it is that a self deprecating nose joke it to yourself? Was, yeah. I I'm <laughs> and all for now it. We're dwelling on I'm it. all for it. We dwell on everything on this show. Oh my god. It's what we do. What a great vibe. It's what you do. <laughs> uh what we do, what you do. What's that? It's what you do. It's like a that's like a catchphrase. Something. No? Cool. Gonna open that's this croix and uh we're gonna continue. Anyway, you also make music. Yeah. Uh, when what, was that? When did you start doing that? Okay, also, so, um, why do you do everything? What I, don't you do? Let's talk about uh, music.
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess what I don't do is I ain't no bitch. You know, uh, <laughs> I, uh, no uh, pro tip. Don't be a don't be a fucking bitch. That's the first
0: time we've ever used that pro tip. So I love it's that. A solid pro <laughs> tip. Yeah, it's, keep,
2: it should be the baseline. It's the foundation. Like, of it's the foundational tips. tip. Like, you know what I mean? It really, everything is. else is on top of that. Oh yeah,
1: but. What do you call it? Yeah, so I've always played music. I started cello at a very early age. Dope. Saw School of Rock. One of the oh,
0: Josh loves School of Rock. I it. I saw, so I do I. Saw Alex I had doesn't. At a gas station
1: once, it was like kind of made my life's purpose. So I was like, all right, Sick. we can move on now. And um, but yeah, got into punk rock, started playing in a lot of bands coming up. Uh, realized you can't go to college for punk rock, so I started studying jazz. Took up the upright bass, played in a lot of ensembles, all state jazz, this and that. Did like a very like band geek sort of like experience with music for a while. Moved to Richmond, studied jazz there at Virginia Commonwealth University. Studied under this fucking bass player, Victor Davoskin. Russian motherfucker said he was born on a dirt floor outside of Siberia. It like sounds in Siberia. like a that's, Russian. That's the guy you want to like, learn yeah, jazz from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's so a Russian fairy tale. Lit. So he was lit and um, taught me a lot about music. Also, this dude, Doug Richards, who, like, played trumpet in, like, Duke Ellington's jazz orchestra and shit. great. So he just taught me what was up. And also, Richmond also has, like, a big punk scene and stuff. So I was always just, like, out and about, checking shows out, playing in different bands, like, doing this and that. And then, um, but, you know, uh, worked professionally, like, as a giga musician for a really long time. And then I kind of fell into, like, the round two thing. And that kind of, like, you know, was a really really cool experience and learned a lot about myself kind of like changing gears and just trying to figure out how to do other things and of course round two like not only led to like a lot of musical experiences just like being able to link up with producers being able to like talk to artists being able to interact with people getting Mm. certain gigs this and that um but i'm saying like i used to be playing in like jazz trios and shit like in like jazz clubs in dc and do you still go to jazz clubs yeah what's the best jazz club in, in la the blue whale blue whale go there i don't the owner is like was really rude to me one time but the 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 programming programming is good just uh, be careful Good he's out to get you that guy we love you though (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that's a good spot um and
2: now and now you're doing production so now i'm
1: doing production production's really sick but i'm taking this formal training in music and like kind of applying certain concepts certain melodic devices certain like Chordal sounds that I've always what really enjoyed. What do you enjoyed. use to, to produce? So I use Ableton, but I don't cool. use any VSTs or anything like that. No plugins. I use a 1971 uh, Fender Rhodes. Wow. Um, and I plug that in mono, and then change filters and whatnot, and use like different audio effects to create different sounds. But that's why I think like my Same. shit kind of sounds different because whenever I do show my stuff to like a producer mm-hmm. who's like really versed in you know, VSTs and other plugins and, like, synthesizers and stuff, every single one is like, dude, what is this? And I'm like, yeah, it's like, nah. What was that recent one get I the hit real you sounds. about? I love that one. What, oh, uh, Junior. Junior, Junior. Yeah, yeah, named after my favorite clothing brand. <laughs> uh, Junior is a clothing brand? Yeah, well, Junior, uh, uh, Wonton B is, like, a like a subdivision of Côme Garçon. Wow. So it's, like, a whole, a whole design branch that really makes a lot of cool menswear. Sick. And, uh, they have all the really sick How do you stay stuff? up
0: to date On everything It's just because The people then. you hang up Okay Being in the streets What's the what's some, What are some great I mean, you're Instagram profiles you All day, every day. To, to follow um,
1: to, For to, style Yeah I would say Asap Nast Okay Is a necessity
0: sick. He's he's through um, the
1: store A bunch too Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd say Bari okay. Also I'd say um, Dude There's this one guy I met him He's from London What's this guy's name Fucking Really fresh motherfucker Uh Sorry, well, it's definitely it. not
0: you because you're not from London.
1: I'm not from London. Yeah, and I'm that's not the that only true. reason why. Luke's <laughs> yeah. story. He's he's a uh, like a DJ and he's like a model. That dude's really fire. Wow. Caesar Bugatti.
0: Caesar Bugatti. What a fucking name. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, that's you gotta he get a can't name not like be Alex. Fly. His can, we, style... can we give Alex a nickname by the end of this shit? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll work on it. All right, cool.
2: Yeah, it's gotta be fly. Maybe I'll go it's with something like Jamie Grim. Oh no, that's
0: Grinberg Fly. Yeah, that'd be a cool one.
1: Caesar Bugatti is like very West Coast very fire um actually you know free caesar is fucking locked up on some bullshit right now um then this dude gill who's a model at union big fan of his style cool. It's cool and then you know there's like a lot of dudes in new york but i really like west coast aesthetic
0: wow what is it about west coast aesthetic that you like um, arguably more than east coast
1: well east coast is like you got to think about the way seasons affect style and so a lot of streetwear on the East Coast is very tech. You know, it's very like, hmm. it's about like the actual materials of the jackets. It's about like being warm. It's about staying cool. It's like you live in a cold place, but it's humid all the time. You fucking sweat with jackets on. You, and know you, what I mean? you feel like that limits you? No, I think it doesn't limit you. But like the West Coast, man, it's like the fucking weather is the same every day. You, you can wear a hoodie or not. It feels the same. I feel
2: like that can be limiting, too. If you got, like, a dope
1: jacket and you, yeah. like,
2: never get to rock Well, that's the it.
0: thing, it you know? hot as yeah.
1: fuck. But that's why when you go back east, that's when you really pull out the Although cut I, I still
0: Although, I still see people wearing jackets here. You yeah, you know? see the at of the Trees wearing, wearing a sacrifice. Sacrifice. Yeah, exactly. They'll sacrifice. do like, we, I gotta wear this shit tonight. Hold I'm on. Here's fucked. a fashion question. You know, like, the hats that look like fedoras, but they're not mm-hmm. those things? Or maybe they are fedoras. Who knows? What do we think of those?
1: I mean, you shouldn't be wearing hats at night. Yeah, right. Why? Hats are designed I to protect that. your don't... face from the sun. I know. <laughs> one night, I know. Like, What's he the was hell? saying this
2: shit to me one night about like fashion in L.A. He said, uh, like people out here are like in costumes. Yeah. Like, in L.A. L.A. Totally. is the only place you'll see somebody in a leather jacket, Vans, and a cowboy, And hat. flippers. Like, dead Why wear like, flippers? you see that out yeah. here. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, but what I do like about the the, <laughs> the West Coast aesthetic is just like the comfort factor. Mm-hmm. how it's supposed it's like a combination of being comfortable and being fly you know what i mean it's like really about the way the tea fits what the tea is, it is. it's tough like, to find a good mean? tea like, you know
0: what i hate is is drying my clothes and then it, and fucking up the fit you know what i mean So we gotta
1: hang Which dry, happens to i know but how annoying is that yeah, is how do
0: I, I who wants to hang dry other clothes i mean i know it's the move but <laughs> god damn
1: also like the <laughs> you hang dry make your me shit. a dryer that like, hang dries what right you know what I mean? depending on what it is if it's like an xlt like no because you know I, mean? I wear everything from like a medium to an XL, depending on what it is.
0: Um, I know that's the other confusing so thing. Can like, we get some uniform, like, size situation? Well, it's all
1: about how you want it to fit, man. Sometimes uh, I want a baggy ass. I know, I feel you. you, know you. Know I mean? It's sometimes tough. Sometimes
0: I want, like, you know sometimes know what I mean? you want to show off the guns. Yeah, you how know do know I? I mean? Okay, <laughs> if, you had to wear, if you had to wear one outfit only, what would it be? It would be
1: my 1991. John Coltrane vintage T-shirt Safe. that says it's a large, but it's a tall tee, so it's, like, really fucking long. I would wear my uh, Junior Wants to be patchwork pants that were, like, inspired by, like, South African textiles and Nigerian textiles and patterns. And I would wear my Noah beanie. I don't have it on right now, but uh, this fucking, like, orange knit Noah beanie and a pair of Sambas.
0: I wow. wear that for the rest of my life. That's the fit. Yeah, wow. That's the fit right there. It's That's a pro-tip fit. fit. Don't get it. You can't. Pro-tip fit. You yeah. get it on the web store. You don't have that. Get it on the web store. Yeah. Right. Get it like round two or something.
1: You know, and so again, we're going back to style. So it, like, touches all the bases for me. My love for music. My love for jazz. My love for vintage clothing. It's a vintage fucking t-shirt. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Then, like, just, like, more modern designs inspired by, like, past eras. Those pants that I was describing. And then something staple. Played soccer as a fucking kid. Sambas are a great shoe.
0: Hell yeah. You know what I mean? So, it's about yeah. like, Taking it taking all. Taking designer,
1: taking where you come from, taking the past, taking the present. I, I wish don't wanna, I, I don't want to rush you here. Wait. My bad, Jeremy. No, quiet, no quiet, hey.
0: Quiet. Uh, wait, no, what's great is that you can actually explain your style and why it matters. You know, like yeah. what each piece does in, in mm-hmm. terms of your personality. Because I feel like for me, it's just like, I can't really do I'm just like, I like that. You know I can't really explain why so I like when people are articulate yeah, it's yeah. cool but anyway keep going no, all
2: I was going to say is we, Boozy's a busy man he's got somewhere to be and I wanted to touch on uh, Frank 151
1: okay so yeah so again Frank 151 is a, <clears throat> an opportunity that came out of round two so the homie Bryce Waller it's like kind of like uh, he founded the brand Classic which has a storefront on uh, Fairfax he's always worked in the marketing game he's like done a bunch of Scion management like projects done like G-Shock fucking Casio campaigns but he's very well versed um, came in around two. Came in around two. He's the homie. He was like, "Yo, like I have always written. You know what I mean? Whether it be like research-based like papers in music school or like just fucking writing about bands I liked or like recaps or whatever. I always used to write." So I started an internship with them writing. He was basically like, oh, yeah, just pull up to the office. And I pulled up to the office. It was funny. The first time we went to the office, we were smoking a blunt in the alley. The cops fucking, like, hassled the shit out of us for something, right? In L.A.? Yeah, in L.A. And so, like, fucking the thing is, is, like, that actually set up my first article because we got hassled by the cops with, like, uh, smoking weed in the alley. But you can fucking drive around L.A. with, like, fucking... Promethazine with codeine, a little, a literal. By the way, that like sounds like the best internship ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you can, like <laughs> day one of your day internship, you're right? smoking blunt. And with so, a boss. like, and so, then they kind of felt bad. They kind of felt bad. So they like, they kind of felt bad, so I was like, uh, they were like, oh, dude, like, shit, I'm sorry that happened. Like, was you gonna come by next week? And I was like, all right, like, yeah. So I started writing, um, and then you know, started covering a lot of topics like. Couple of memorable things. I got to cover like a Top Dog Entertainment toy drive, like Kendrick, the fucking crowd of fucking Bloods and Crips in Dickerson Gardens, like in Watts. It was like very, a very, very like enriching experience for me because I had never seen that side of LA before at all. I'm mm-hmm. yeah, from like Virginia, so like yeah, yeah. being able to like see communities like that and like grassroots level like community like activism and like helping out where you come from was like pretty cool. And um, that this one article that I wrote about the public perception of Lean was really popular and then
0: what do you think of lean
1: I mean it's the sort of thing where it's like bro that's like um you know I've done it it's
0: not fun is it fun
1: it's like not that great dog don't don't do it it's It's not that great I I don't know or do it if you want do it or whatever yeah yeah but to like for it to be as I think it's also the concept of a designer drug. So it's not about you liking the high of lean. It's about it's getting about it. You being able to do lean. And what does that lead to, though, since like and co- uh, with codeine is a steroid that kind of acts as a synthetic heroin to suppress coughs. Right. Steroids are very the body is very, very dependent on those things once you like bring them into your system on a regular basis, Mm -hmm. right? So we're literally having dudes that always have coughs off of smoking an ounce a day of backwoods, suppressing (laughs) it with cough syrup, getting this crazy addiction. You know what I mean? Like... Wow, interesting! I I didn't think about that. They're actually suppressing the cough from the (laughs) weed at first. That's of course like so should people smoke papers? People
2: also just do it because it's like they think it's cool. I mean, Um, people will always do things. Yeah, that's the whole thing. It's like
1: like, it's about again. Where does that
2: fucking stop?
1: I don't know because also you got to think about how promethazine even came into the rap world. So you got to go to Delaware and I'll Texas we have to Texas. go to Delaware the Delaware pharmaceutical industries all made the major manufacturers are all in Delaware hmm. right so F- lean really really popped off first in Philadelphia because Delaware is right there and dudes were just finding out where lean was going to watch pharmacy and they were just going fucking robbing it was kind house. of big I grew up in Jersey <laughs> it was kind of big when I was yeah. high school yeah so like this is like and that's way before it was like wrapped about yeah, you know that's early so you gotta go back there and of course like Leans brought into like Rap circles Inner city communities All the shit Like as a designer drug You know what I mean I remember like Hearing stories of homies That used to sell drugs in Philly Now live out here And trap weed Like back east You know what I mean That's like a big thing in LA You always find dudes That are shipping heavy weight And um, it's just kind of funny Like you know what I mean It's like out, yeah. They like retired And now they're in LA Like they shipping
2: 32, but like, so like, but fucking, um, I know I need to like rethink my career. Plan. But yeah, I, to, I heard of, like dudes. Sure I heard a
1: dude's yeah. just like trading <laughs> crack for fucking promethazine with codeine. Like a crackhead like brings them this shit. Like oh, like, I just stole this. It's like all right, like you know what I mean. So there's always been like a. It's almost like a, only users of lean are like the
0: privileged. And so people ah. want to be
1: on that level, you know mm, what I mean? So okay. that's why they like do it. But it's a designer drug. It's a designer. drug. They don't drug. carry
0: that around too. So don't, don't try. Um, They'll have vintage. It <laughs> won't work on you anymore. It's old. It's old promethazine.
1: So yeah, that's kind of like how well, I feel about that whole vibe. And then um, also, it's not a good look, dog. Like it's
0: not. Yo, you have get you ever a seen stomach, a lead right? out, lead out dude. Yo, yo, hell yeah, I see him all the time. V-
1: that's a vulnerable man. Like you. Know you think you go smack the shit out of somebody that's zoned out? They're gonna do anything? Like, no, no not
2: saying that. I that, man.
1: <laughs> so funny, but,
2: but yeah, yeah, and also, uh, touch on touch on Blondie Beach
0: before. can we talk about oh, yeah, the vegan fine. smoothie?
1: Yeah, yeah, so Blondie Beach Records. We're gonna get there. So Bryce again from Franklin Fifty One. So I started working with Bryce at Franklin Fifty One, and we started doing a bunch of marketing, handling accounts with Scion, project managing G Shock shit. Like you know, I was really learning like the inner workings of how brands globalize their image, you know. And so that was extremely valuable. I learned shit that people go to school for in four years in like three months. You know what I mean? Just like fucking decks. Marketing decks are fucking bullshit. Not like fucking bullshit, but like it's like not some rocket science thing, you connect to a community, you have an authentic idea, and you find out how to, like, project manage that and make that a solution for your client. I mean, you know? it's
2: way easier to learn by doing it. Yeah, it's I mean, way sc- easier. schools don't want you to know that, though. Yeah, it's, like, insane. They want you to think you need three, three four years to yeah. learn that shit. so,
1: like, I went, from it's writing, a pro tip. I went from writing to marketing, and Bryce was, you know, working on the marketing side. But Bryce always DJs and shit, and he always used to DJ out with this other homie, Errol, who works at Babylon and runs that shop. But he was one of the OG Odd Future employees on Fairfax back in, like, what the okay. fuck was that, like... 2010 or some shit and um probably earlier Oh eight, yeah I'm not really sure I mean I didn't live here so I don't really know like the correct era but uh fucking yeah so Blondie Beach was originally Errol and Bryce and they were DJing you know what I mean some of the first things they went out to in LA were Blondie Beach events and it was always cool you know what I mean always good music always good vibes and uh the more I started working with Bryce and kind of let him in on like, oh, I'm doing this, and doing that, I'm doing this. So I kind of like uh, bridged the gap between Blondie Beach and Round 2. And Round 2 did a Blondie Beach room, a retail activation concept space at Agenda in Las Vegas. We built out like basically a bedroom and a booth, and like a trade show booth. And it was just kind of like a vibe where everybody could come and hang out. It was like really hyped up. You know, we had like fucking Modernica furniture in there. We had bait chairs. We had all the culture. You know what I mean? We had like... We made like a pile of, you know, we had like a rack of clothing, which is like all really dope shit. We made it feel like a bedroom. You know what I mean? We had like a Hermes candle burning. When I was in the gallery, you know there mean? was like a hundred, uh, yeah, we should probably touch on the gallery too, yeah, but there yeah, was like a
2: hundred babe chairs in there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just had them stacked up.
0: Right how, much, it, how, you know? how much are babe chairs these days? Well, there was like this Modernica collab
1: that they did and you could only get them at ComplexCon and round two. Oh. Like, I want to say probably like 30 or 40 chairs and then spent like 15 grand on like babe chairs wow it's so like whole squad got babe chairs wow, <laughs> <You know>? wow. <laughs> like, fire yeah, it's kind of just like bringing the whole round to aesthetic and what they sell and what they do bringing the Blondie Beach vibe and just creating what like the current state of culture looks like in a bedroom you know what I mean so that's what we really wanted to do we wanted to create a space where people could come and hang out like get away from the trade show vibe do all that shit you know what I mean and just like be in an environment that reflects the the state of what's going on right now you know what I mean and so um, yeah so that's what Blondie Beach was with the round two collab and then we finished that and we we made t-shirts and they were selling really well so it was like all right, well what's next? So then like Bryce and Errol opened up the conversation to become a partner. So then became a partner at Blondie beach. Like, you know, round two is like our official sponsor. I got the dash radio show going. We're on dash radio every Friday, four to five, um, tune in hot button radio. It's pretty tight. And again, that, so then we came up with the the round two sponsorship for the dash radio show. So we surround the concept of the radio show about how music and fashion intersects and how that kind of like, plays a role in what's going on right now. So we'll have like somebody that's into style come on and put a mix on. You know what I mean? We'll have a DJ come through, spin a mix, but it's always kind of surrounding style and just like sort of like social like the social currency Dope. of today. Um and so yeah, but the concept of Blondie Beach is again, Blondie Beach records is you can be whatever you want it to be. You know what I mean? It can be a party. It can be two DJs that DJ and switch off. It can be a T shirt that's in round two. It can be you know, I feel like that's kind uh, of the like, blueprint, right? Yeah, now. yeah, that's kind of the blueprint for like, some
2: of these things, like uh, like No Wave and like uh, yeah, exactly. Like no vacancy. And so somebody
1: the other day was just like, "Yo, y'all, y'all are like the West Coast, like No Vacancy or No Wave." I was like, "Yeah, it's like you know, that sort of multi-dimensional vibe is like the correct way to, I think, intersect with like the culture and like what's really going on." And uh, so yeah, Blondie Beast can be a fucking trade show activation lounge space, you know what I mean? So then Sean's vegan, and he came with the concept, yo, like. What would... This like, what I had no idea what it was. <laughs> yeah, so I know. We were I like, had some like, insider information. Yeah, we okay. were like, yo, like, we want to do a food truck. So me and Bryce had always wanted to do a food truck. We were talking about it, like, months ago. We were going to, like try to do a collab with like Pordeaux's or some shit like that you know we are really trying to figure out how to make it work and so then Luke one of the third owners of round two was trying to get down on that idea but we couldn't get the bread right for the food truck at the time so then we had to sell these food trucks that Frank 151 was selling and so now we found a new food truck that we're about to buy from this dude and we're going to create a Blondie Beach vegan smoothie and milkshake truck that's going to be parked out front of round two the entire there summer there you go you know what I'm saying there so you so go so it's guys so it's going to buy and get you a vegan smoothie on all the roles not only are we like making blondie beach into an, a complete like guerrilla tac- tactics marketing experience to like you know what i mean because blondie beach again it can be a play. what where is blondie beach you know what i mean like what does it look right, like? right i had no clue you know what I, mean? I was changing around for me, around, but for me it's a smoothie. A, you know? Cause Cause I, yeah. a smoothie you know because i'm gonna drink somebody. it i'm it gonna drink party, blondie beach you know as for you know and so we started to manage artists we started to like you know, book shows, book events. Later on, like after this, we're gonna go. We're opening up for the Trash Talk Show that Converse is like doing a whole activation, a Dollar Trash Talk Show. Dope. I mean? And again, that's like an extension of like what's going on socially with all the Blondie Beach, like Errols at Babylon. You know what I mean? Lee Spielman, and Trash Talker at Babylon. So that bridge, that Gap's bridge. So again, it's like Blondie Beach is really cool because it touches a lot of different pillars in LA. It's, like got the round two community involved it's got the babylon odd future brings, community them, brings involved. them together you know what i mean so it's about like bringing and the, intersecting these certain things and it's been really cool like last weekend we did a huge house party with underrated and underrated asked us to like like host this princess nokia show got fucking lit you know what i mean it was sick and so like already like blondie Beach is just like kind of expanding at like a pretty rapid rate and we're really really excited to just like keep it you know just keep it moving and just like trying different ideas and just like whatever fucking weird idea pops into our head like
0: you'll make it happen we'll make it happen that's fucking dope yeah thank you so much for coming by man thanks for having me yeah man it's 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 it's, it's it's a pro tip hey give give you know alex you know you did a great job um we're gonna judge you in the I comments i will be back i see didn't how... have...
2: this was terrible <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh it's up to him now um little does he know he's cuffed to the chair and he may never be allowed out um cool you have to stop
2: paying my <laughs> it's a
0: pr- <laughs> <laughs> it's a pro tip thank you man Let's let's uh let's uh cut this uh, just situation Just one more one more pro tip. Oh, oh yeah, one, one more, more pro tip. tip. Actually, give a us a friend, list of pro tips. If a friend you want. of
1: mine, Marty Grime, Marty Mobile, said a very wise thing to me once. He said, well not to me, it's just to the to the to the people. Mm-hmm. He said, if you're walking outside and you see somebody that looks like you, just go and change. Just be yourself. Cuz if you're yourself, mm. you're never going to look like somebody else.
0: Whoa. All right. yeah. Pro tip. Thank you, bro. That was it. That's the pro tip. <laughs> Hell yeah. Look that ah, beep boop beep boop that.